The Auburn Tigers add a stud to the 2025 class. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me for a little Charlie Tuesday action is Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. And as we record this moment, moments after Auburn picks up, Class of 2025, defensive end slash edge. Ja'Caleb Falk, younger brother of our sweet prince, Keldrick Falk. Mm. And the 2025 class gets a little beefier on defense. Let's just call it what it is. Yes, sir. I never get to do these. No one ever commits on a Monday night. It never happens. It's always weekend, Fridays. I never get the fun stuff. Boom. Not only do I get a good uh, a, a commit to talk about, but you get J, uh, J. Caleb, J.J. Falk, whatever, yep. however he goes by. Gigantic frame on this kid at 16 years old. He's just starting his junior year, mm. and he's like 6'4", 230. Like, this guy's going to easily be a 6'4", 6'5", 250, 260 kid. He's listed as an outside linebacker right now, but, heck, who knows where he's going to – I mean, just like his brother – who knows where he'll be by the time uh, his senior year rolls around or, or the end of his senior year. Right. Um, just another freakishly big athletic guy. He plays wide receiver on his high school team, um, and he plays – Can you imagine being a corner having to cover this kid? <laughs> yeah, in that classification of football. I mean – Unbelievable. Um, yeah. Um, there was a – he was playing uh, – he, he has a film of him doing like a crackback block uh, from this their jamboree game this past weekend, where he just absolutely, I think the kid uh, vaporized when he hit him. It was uh, it was just man, just what a good. We're lucky that uh, the Falks have just a, a superhuman bloodline, and that's right. These gigantic children, uh, and we got uh, we got Keldrick in. Now you got JJ. Leaves you a really good chance to get JJ's teammate. I think it's their cousin. Uh, CJ May, who is another 6'3, 6'4, 220, 230 guy. You just kind of keep adding uh, adding these big athletic bodies. Um, it's it's uh, time, it feels good. It feels good. Yeah, man. let's get all the large children from Highland home, please. Just come on whenever you want to uh, to join the Auburn Tigers. But I mean, it, it's, it's always interesting, you know, how to handle these commitments that are so far out, but you got to feel like the fact that his brother is currently here yeah. it has to help you hold on to his commitment, right? I mean, because Auburn's kind of been burned by these dudes that commit way too early, and we'll see what happens now that Auburn has two members of the 2025 class. But when you look at what this guy could be, just by looking at his brother and what he already is, like there's just so much to like about, you know, okay, he's got that Falk bloodline. How yes. special can he be? But I just love that he can kind of do anything. Like he can do anything you want. You, you talk about him playing wide receiver with that size that he's already got. You could keep him at Jack. You could keep him an outside linebacker. You could beef him up to play the three technique. And I just think that this staff really values versatility. And mm. I just think that 
You know, that's the best way to maximize anything out of, you know, a roster spot, especially when the transfer portal's around and you just don't know what all is going to be happening around you. Uh, having a guy that in theory and similar to Keldrick, right? Keldrick could play Jack or defensive end. You know, could JJ Falk in the future play defensive end, Jack three technique? I mean, that's just so valuable. That's so yeah. valuable to have in the SEC in any level of football. And Auburn, uh, Auburn picks up another guy, just a total football player. How has Highland Home lost a football game in the past two years? That's what I want to know. You got when you got Keldrick, JJ, and CJ May all on the same team. Like, holy cow! Can you imagine how how dominant they could probably be at times? But no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I like any any person, any athlete that you can get that's over six three. Over yeah. 220, give me a team full of them, especially on defense. Uh, and then the the ability, the, the you've already, like I said, we've already seen how Keldrick blossomed uh, and exploded into a 6'5, 280 pound monster. This kid is, is could, could be right there too. Um, or he could just maintain at 6'4, 230 and be a stand up linebacker. I mean, he could, he could be that, he's that athletic. So, Versatility, love it, and then um, go ahead and get 2025 going. With signing day in December now, even though it's only two months earlier, it just seems like kids are committing early, and it's not that big of a deal um, to, to go. I mean, it's it's a big deal to go ahead and get on board because with the portal, claiming spots, things like that, you're starting to see a lot of a lot of kids sort of get, get that ball rolling and get those decisions made earlier. Yeah, that, that, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And so now, just staying on the topic of recruiting, who do you think could be next to pop for the Auburn Tigers to keep this positive momentum going? Because we're about to see a lot of these dudes commit. A lot of these guys want to commit before their season starts. Usually it's their senior season with JJ. It's to start before his junior season, which is nice. We'll take it. But who do you think's next? Charlie Five. So the the one we obviously are going to have our eyes on are the next two. I guess the next two Saturdays, uh, you got Zaquan Patterson going this Saturday, five star safety from South Florida, and then you got um, is it DeAndre Carter, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, yep. from uh, California, the big uh, be our first offensive lineman uh, of the class, and a yep. big a big size wise and big uh, recruiting uh, ranking wise. Uh, those two guys, I think, are probably going to be the next. Uh, to have your eyes on, unless some another possible 2025 guy were to pop between now and then. I don't think there's necessarily anything scheduled, but uh, I think we like where we sit with both of them. Uh, could have two big Saturdays back-to-back uh, -back, uh, coming up. Um, Are you uh, concerned at all with losing out on Camarion Franklin? I mean, you got you you hate – uh, you you hate to lose a five-star lineman. Like, look, it, 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 it seemed like – um, he was one uh, of two defensive linemen that we circled that were they were like we got we got to get one or the other and um, you know Ole Miss did what they had to do to make it you know Probably as still. close as they, as close as they could because I think but deep down he probably wanted to stay home but mm -hmm. you know when you had you know NIL and whatnot pulling from different directions if if Ole Miss could ever just get their stuff together and get it close uh, it was going to be tough. Um, and then you have the uh, state law in, uh, in Mississippi where I believe you can – they can go ahead and start taking NIL payments from the school they're committed to. Um, I think that's probably going to change in Alabama here pretty soon, so we can take advantage of that too. But 
But yeah, it sucks. I, I don't have any doubt though. That the the good feeling is I, I'm sure there's there's a plan. There's going to be a pivot. We mm-hmm. saw it with Jalua Solomon. Uh, di- different ways that we can we can turn on a dime and go after somebody else. You know, there's guys like the Waller kid who's committed to Florida, LJ McCray, all these all these different dudes. You're going to have to probably pull off some flips to get some uh, more higher rank, uh, some of the more higher rank kids. But there could be you know those diamonds in the rough too that blossom late uh, in their senior year that that you could pick up too. Um, yep. r- rankings, recruiting rankings are going to change a lot too between now and then. So. Um, you know, we'll just have to see see how it plays out. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's pivot away from recruiting and talk about this year's football team, specifically Shane Hooks. Can he be a thousand yard receiver? We discuss that next right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show, Charlie Five, brought to you by our friends at Active Wealth Management, our boy Ford right. Stokes. Wrote the book, Annuity 360, and he wants all Auburn fans to make serious bank so we can all gift on to victory and be very, very successful or just enjoy your retirement because that's that's obviously important too. He wants to give you this book for free. All you have to do is go to annuity360.net for a free book. Who's on the cover? Benjamin Thomas Franklin. I don't know. If that, there that's we go. Name. There we go. Your thoughts on active wealth management real quick. Uh, I mean, I like to be active and I like wealth and I like Benjamin Franklin and I like to have a lot of Benjamin Franklins and I want to have more at the end of uh, when I, you know, get to that retirement age. And I mm-hmm. think this is the way you got to go. I'm with you, man. Annuities. I am with you. All right. Yeah. So be sure to head over to annuity360.net for Ford's free book. Also activewealth.com. Charlie Five, Shane Hooks put on a show this past Saturday. And look, I talked to somebody that said, hey, you know, we all saw the video of his one-handed catch in the back of the end zone, which is great. Boy, did we. Boy, did we. Watched it several times. They gave us several angles. It was wonderful. I talked to folks that were there. So that wasn't even his best catch of the scrimmage. Wow. And it's really hard to process that information. When you hear it for the first time, so I'm going to say it one more time. People there are saying that wasn't even the best catch of the scrimmage. Apparently, he was in double or triple coverage, which, Peyton, why are you throwing that football? But whatever. But still went up and mossed some folks. And so that's um, that's encouraging. That's encouraging. Auburn needs somebody to step up. Shane Hooks is doing it at the right time. But the question remains, Charlie Five, can Shane Hooks reach 1,000 yards mm-hmm. this season? Well, just in the very few series that he had, he had over 100 yards receiving uh, in, mm. in the scrimmage. So uh, you extrapolate that over a whole season. He's got look. He's got all the. He's got all the tools. He's got enough speed. He's got uh, clearly has the physicality to go win those one-on-one balls when he may not be able to get uh, the separation. And right now, the biggest thing is he's got a quarterback who's got enough faith in him that will put it up. Uh, in some tight windows or have confidence in going at him whenever uh, it's a it's a 50-50 type situation. I, Go ahead. Can I talk about the throw just for a second? Yes. Because I got asked, why does nobody want to comment on the overthrow? Because he had to go up and get it. Whenever you throw it to the end zone, 
if you're throwing to the front of the end zone, you want the ball to be low. If you're throwing to the back of the end zone, you need it to be high or you're going to throw an interception. You're going to turn the ball over. So it's either incomplete or, or yeah, did you want him to throw it low? I, I, that's such a weird thing to me. He was in the back of the end zone, which added to the beauty of it all. But yeah, you want Peyton Thorne to throw it high. Like that's such a weird complaint from people that I saw yesterday. Like, what are y'all talking about? And it wasn't like it was a five yard pass either. So like it was, it was, true. It, was, it was, it was a longer pass uh, over the, I mean, it was, it was not just like it was a short dump off too, that he was just high on. Look, I don't want to, I don't want to get into quarterback battle situation. but right now we're talking about Shane freaking hooks. Thank you. Who yes, six, four, 200 pounds. And he is going to go over a thousand yards this year in three or four series. He went over a hundred quarterback trusts him. He's got incredible hands. Uh, I, we haven't had – I don't feel like we've had a guy like this in a while. I, I'm I'm pumped that I think we finally have – You know who he kid. reminds me of? Who's that? He reminds me of Duke Williams. He's got a lot of Duke Williams – Duke Williams quality. The size, he moves so – he carries his weight so well, and he's not afraid of contact and going to get the football. I mean, I no, think he, I, I think Duke Williams is a good comp. And he could fight you just at any minute, which That's I love. True. Which I love. I, yeah. I personally, I want him to have a rap sheet. I like I like part my receivers to be hardcore. I want them to go after and get people, be physical, be mean. I want that. Let's go. I mean, I, I want I want DBs to be a little uncomfortable to talk smack yes. to them. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we always talk about how the defensive backs are the ones mouthing off and all that, which is fine. I think that's a good thing. I, I, I wish, you know, I want my DBs mouthing off to folks. But when you talk about Shane Hooks, like I just don't want to like. I don't want to tackle him. No. I don't want to go up against him. So I'm so worried about him embarrassing me that it's going to affect how I defend this route. I, I'm not I'm not afraid of – I'm not fearing about, uh, like, the actual play. It's like, what is he going to say to me after he catches this ball on me? How bad is he going to embarrass me? Like, that's the kind of things that I feel like uh, DBs, that's going to be going through their head. Yeah. All right. So, so you think Shane Hooks leads – Auburn in receiving yards this year. You think he's wide receiver one? I think after he's gotten over his little, I think he had a little foot or leg thing early, yeah. uh, something like that. Uh, and this was like the first full time he could really go hardcore. And you started hearing it early in the week, Shane Hooks, Shane Hooks, Shane Hooks. Then you see the scrimmage, boom, he explodes with a couple touchdowns, a uh, bunch of uh, several catches. Uh, I think he's our. I think he's your guy moving forward. Yeah, and there were also several people that said, oh, he has one big catch, and everybody thinks he's great now. And once again, like this is a whole yeah. body of work since he's been healthy. The first yes. scrimmage, we were told that he kind of caught a quick slant and then made three guys miss for a massive game, one of the more impressive movements and moments of that first scrimmage. Then the second scrimmage, I mean, he totally took over. It was six catches, over 100 yards, like you said, multiple touchdowns. So, yeah, you, you want that guy on the field. You want we that guy on the field. There's no question about it. We had we had a little inside. We had we had a guy giving us play by play of like, and it was literally like every series they were going to hooks, going yeah. to hooks. Like you got hooks catch for five, hooks catch for fifteen, uh, hooks on a on a dig for a fifteen yard, what whatever, hooks on a post. Like it was just, it was at least he had at least seven or eight catches, I, I believe, and it was, I think like it was six. I think he had six, six catches. Yeah, I think so. It, but it was just like every, but he only had what three two or three series, like the, the starting offense only had like three or four series. So 
I just, I don't know, man. He got, Can we vote for a second? Away. Can we vote for one second? I, yes. I think we already kind of are, but if he does hit a thousand yards, Shane Hooks. Yes. What does that do for his legacy at Auburn? Well, I mean, single season, like you haven't had a guy like that since Ronnie, was it Ronnie Daniels was the 99. last. And maybe a very similar, you know, I'd love for him to be, I hope he wouldn't be like a one and, you know, maybe not a one and done, maybe come back and do it again. Um, I mean, you, you're, you're statistically top two or three seasons uh, as a receiver in Auburn history. Like you got to be, you got to be up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think he can come back. I think he was a grad transfer. Okay, was he a grad? I thought he was a sophomore for some reason. No, he's a yeah, he's a senior. He's a grad transfer from Jackson State. Yeah. Okay, well then go all out, man. Let's go. go uh, yeah, let's go get a let's get a receiver drafted. Let's have a receiver transfer here and then go to the NFL. The legacy, the legacy uh, that that will build is that. Oh wow. If I'm in the portal and and I it, Auburn clearly has no qualms about putting a transfer in yep. and, and making him their number one guy, it helps on so many levels, so so many levels. Yeah, and you got to think that's going to help because your offensive line is all of that. Your tight end is a transfer that's going to start. I think you're going to have at least one, maybe two, possibly three transfers start at wide receiver, or at least get serious playing time. Your quarterback's a transfer, and so I mean, your your Jack line, your starting Jack linebacker is going to be a transfer. Possibly both of your starting linebackers will be transfers. <laughs> You're almost DBs. We didn't really touch. I mean, that's what we're looking at. You know what I mean? And it's like th that's got to help you in December when the portal back uh, opens back up. You got to sure. think it helps. Oh, a hundred percent. And you're going to have to add dudes in the portal. Cause like you got, you got guys like Shane hooks that's mm -hmm. gone. Uh, and is, can you, can you just turn it over to a Perry Thompson right off the bat? Or, or, you know, if you end up somehow flipping cam Coleman back way, are you ready to go? Are you ready to go with them? Is that who you trust to go in right off the bat? Yeah. All right. So it's going to be fun. Absolutely. Okay. The offense looks different. Charlie five in a good way. We'll discuss in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Locked On Auburn is brought to you by Better Help. Mental health is important. And as time goes on, uh, we, we understand more and more about it. And sometimes in life, we're uh, faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Uh, maybe you've got a lot of questions. Maybe you need to process things. And Better Help is the way or a way to certainly handle all of this. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnCollege. Charlie Five, our guest today, final few minutes, and let's discuss this offense. It looks different. It looks like a college offense, a modern college offense, and it's the first time we've really been able to say that since... 2013, 2014, when Gus's offense like was still kind of fresh. 
Yeah. And it's fun. It feels good to discuss this. One thing I, that, that like couple two two big things that that really jumped out to me that got me my bug past level 10 oh. is Shane Hooks caught his his most famous catch that was on video was on Cam Riley, a linebacker. We got we're we don't just call plays and the play just is what it is. We got a mismatch we of a receiver on a linebacker. And I can't even remember the, the last time that I can remember that happening was in the 2010 National Championship game when Emory Blake got motioned over onto the offensive linebacker, ran the out and up, and it was dude had no chance to cover him. Like the the idea that we can get uh, we're going to be able to motion people, uh, formation people to get those types of matchups. That is a real offense that excites me. That little things like that are what make you so like make offenses so explosive. Being able to not just run plays, but be able to take the, what the defense gives you, mix and match, get uh, get matchups that you can win nine times out of ten, and that was one. Got me real fired up. And then two, I said it a couple of shows ago, okay. jump balls, baby, jump balls. We're throwing balls in the air in the red zone, fade routes, uh, back shoulders. I can't wait. That got me so – I think Hooks caught one uh, in the end zone. Cam Brown caught one. Uh, I think they threw one to Rivaldo, and it, and it was – and it had a chance. Uh, it, it got – but we were going to we're going vertical in the yeah. red zone to the end zone. I said, let's throw four fades and play defense. It looks like we may not run all four, but we're going to throw we're going to throw the ball up in the end zone uh, when we get in the red zone, and that is the most exciting thing that I think I could possibly uh, imagine right now. That just that's my favorite playing football. It's my favorite playing football. I don't know yeah. why I love it. <laughs> I mean, if they catch it, it's awesome. And then if it doesn't, or if it's a bad placement, then all of a sudden it's like, why'd you call that? Why are you calling that on third down? So uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. And and I think, I think Peyton Thorne's touch in those situations are going to be, it's going to be nice. I mean, you can say a lot about Peyton accuracy is that's his strength is accuracy. He doesn't have the biggest arm strength, but as far as accuracy goes, I mean, that, that, that's certainly the strength of, of what he brings as a passer. The other thing that I think is exciting is they're building up and giving guys on the offensive line a shot, and they're moving guys around last second, too, kind of. I mean, they're they're like two weeks away from the start of the season, and they're not afraid to move Gunnar Britton, a guy they went out specifically to get tack- to be a tackle from Western Kentucky. And they're like, we're going to move you to guard because we think it's what's best for this team to give a Xavion Miller a shot. And I actually feel like one development is happening because he was not ready this spring was told like, he looks so good. He's big, he's fast, he's strong, but he's just raw. And from that, the early, the first or second week of spring, when I was told that to where we are now, and I mean, developing offensive linemen at Auburn, is this what's happening right now? So usually we're having the conversations of how can we hide the, the deficiency on the offensive line? We and have now, too many guys. And now the conversation is how can we rearrange it because our sixth man right now is having is we can't keep him off the field. Like yes. how can we make 
How can we make our set our second string tackle is so good? How can we get him on the field? We got like it's it, we're not hiding anybody. We don't have like it, it's it's how can you maximize what you have right now? Yeah, I don't remember the last time I've ever had. I, I can't remember the last time I've had that conversation. Maybe two, 2013, uh, and maybe we you know I, I don't I can't remember a really a, a real weakness. Maybe maybe right tackle on that team, but uh, but like now it's like we don't even have. Uh, you, you just you feel like you don't necessarily have – it's not so much you don't have a weakness, but it's like you've got all these dudes that you can play, and it's like you're trying to, like, solve the Rubik's Cube or something. You're trying to figure out the the magical formula to get to get the, the most output, and you got multiple guys you can do that with. I, I mean, I, it's incredible. It's incredible. We're not trying to hide a, a hole we have in our line, uh, surround a, a bad player with a bunch of – we're trying to figure out how many, like the right, like I said, the right formula uh, to make it all go uh, even even better. It's uh, it's such a cool conversation to have and see play out. It's 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 uh, I don't know. It's it's very exciting. You did it in one off season. And I just I just love the future now. This offensive line with Xavier Miller, with Dylan Cinda, the the Northwestern transfer that was with the twos pretty consistently after he was here for like more than a week. So that's exciting. Oh yeah. Uh, Honor Lou is going to be a part of this team. Jane Muskrat, I think was brought in kind of specifically to be a depth piece this year than start next year. I mean, it's just the future of the offensive line. Like there's actually a plan and it's, it's a good situation. It's a good situation to be in Charlie five. How can people check out everything you've got going on and give you some love, buddy. Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five uh, in the locked on Auburn discard every single day. Uh, AuburnLive.com, the corner message board or weekly on the dad bod golf pod. Yes, you can follow me on socials at Z Blackerby. I usually make a lot of Ole Miss people mad every single day if you're into that sort of thing. Also, you can check out all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. We will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.